Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're on top of everything here. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What an awful piece of execution by the downtrodden Chicago Bears. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I said it like five times. We didn't do anything well enough to win. So then his media availability today. Look, fellas, I apologize. Belichick. Kinder and gentler. Earlier on the show, two-time Super Bowl champion Eli Manning. Coming up, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. ESPN NBA Today analyst Richard Jefferson. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial Eli Manning. Nice chat with one of the all-time greats. You know, I asked him, um, we talked about his Manning cast and his new show, uh, the Eli Manning Show. He's doing one of his own on the Giants YouTube page. And I asked him about Daniel Jones. And, you know, uh, I, I, I know it's a very, you know, very tight rope he needs to walk. This is his successor. He's Daniel Jones's predecessor. And Jones was birthed into New York with a lot of question marks, wondering if the Giants overreached in a, in a first round where they had two other first-round selections. And the question was, would Jones still be there for their second overall pick in the first round when uh, they were choosing in the fear that the Washington football team, although they were not known as such at the time, might take Jones instead of Haskins. And... Either way, if the Giants had taken Jones in the middle of that first round, he'd still be the same situation right here. Although, you know, maybe without a lot of other the howling going on about him when he got drafted. Even worse, he was chosen sixth overall. Pick six. It's always the worst when you're a quarterback. And certainly if people are wondering if you, if they made the right move at that position, New York City. And um, it's amazing. That was in Nashville, right? Next draft was virtual. Next draft was in Cleveland. The next draft is around the corner in Vegas. And we still don't know if Daniel Jones can be a championship quarterback. And that question, the fact that it's still a question mark, is the reason why people think the answer is already no. And if you're the Giants, you know, do you blow everybody out? You move on. You got two picks here, and you use one of them 
on Kenny Pickett, or you use one of them on our next guest's current quarterback in Matt Corral. I don't know if that's the way to go about it. Do you go into a free agent market? What do you do, a trade market? But Eli just really didn't have an answer because you know what? He said that's that's why there's an owner of a team and a general manager and a coach, and that is really the, the rock and the hard place for the New York football giants. And joining us right now here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is the head coach of Ole Miss football, getting ready to take on the sixth-ranked Baylor Bears in the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day. Lane Kiffin here. How are you doing, Coach? Great, Rich. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it's been a long time since you and I spoke, so I just figured I'd reach out because uh, I love what you're doing down there in Mississippi. You know? Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a fun year. We got some special players and led by the quarterback that's an awesome player but awesome kid. So I think something like second Sugar Bowl in 50 years here and first 10 win regular season in the school history. So it's just really cool to, to be around these kids and coaches and be part of that. So, yeah, playing Baylor uh, on, in that game, it's a, obviously a, a huge game. Uh, I'd love to get your your sense of uh, what is going on. What What is your life like right now? Because the early signing period just happened, and you got a bowl game that your quarterback is going to play in, right? Matt Corral's playing in this Sugar Bowl game? He's going to do it? Yeah, we've been fortunate. We've got no opt-outs and – they're all playing, so it's great. Okay, and so are you? Have you been hitting the road recruiting and things like that? I wonder what what is what is the life of a big time college football coach like? Uh, it right around now in the world of early signing periods and NILs and transfer portals and things like that. Yeah, it used to be you could, you know, singularly focus really on the bowl game, but then the early signing period, we were out doing that. Then it went dead after that. But now you have this portal situation i guess and it would be really like for those swimming with the nfl like you have free agency there's not like a time window on it so anybody can go in whenever they want and here's where it gets really tricky now with nil and people saying when you come here you're going to get this much money and they tell these kids all this stuff so here's a free agent contract but there's no contract so you don't really know if you're going to get the money when these people say it so you can figure out that's a pretty difficult situation. And so uh, do you have like a, 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 I guess, somebody who keeps it all straight for you to say like this is what the transfer portal looks like, this is what our regular recruiting process looks like, and this is how much we have left for anybody who's in the transfer portal, and then you have to identify who might be interested in you in the transfer portal, and then you got to keep your eye on the NIL money. Is that is that make sense? Does that – is that what this is all about right now? Yeah, you? but it's a lot more complicated because huh. you're kind of making it like the NFL where here's your salary cap. There's not there's not a cap and nothing's on paper. Instead of like, hey, here's your you know free agent contract, these schools just and some just say, okay, hey, you're going to get this here. And we've heard the stories that they say that and then they don't get it. So now you see guys more in the portal a year later because they were promised these things and didn't get them. And again – Free agency, you know who's going in the free agency market in the NFL or in sports. This one, you got no idea, and then they every day, here's new ones. So we get off the field, and we get a report every day, oh, here's four new guys that went in today. So very strange. And are these guys that you are familiar with because you, you had them on a radar screen beforehand, or 
um, a, 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 how do you assess when those names come in, whether it works for Ole Miss football? Lane. We just have to watch them. I mean, some you're familiar with, but you still got to watch what they've done since, you know. And, I mean, then you have the strange – imagine this, Rich. We actually have players that are on our roster that went into the portal, still playing for us, took official visits. We have a player that signed somewhere else, is going somewhere else, but playing in this game and practicing for us. Think about that. Okay. So there's a so current. You, you're the Ravens. You're the Ravens, yeah. and your middle linebacker or whatever has already signed next year to play for the Steelers as you're still playing. How do you coach somebody like that? <laughs> He'd be really nice, I guess. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but really, that's really how you got to coach in general. Um, you know. You do the old school way all the time, which we really don't do that anyway, but the old school coaches do it that way. Like, you know, you're just going to have to know you're going to have a lot of kids leaving. And I'm not talking about the ones that are already signed, just in general. Right. You know? um, so, again, you become free agents when your contract's up in, the, in, in professional sports. You can become a free agent whenever you want. So imagine drafting rookies, and in the first year – they're not liking how they're playing your first round pick and then so they can just leave. Well, I mean, I'm trying to determine whether you think this is good or not, you know, because <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Uh, Lane Kiffin here on the Rich Eisen show, because, you know, we saw coaches leave, you know, you, you have, you have been in other places before and, you know, and you would have every right to take another job somewhere else. If that is something that you feel is good for you, your family or, or whatever it is. So shouldn't kids have the same ability, right? hundred percent. It should just be more thought out, you know, to have windows so that, you know, when they're leaving, people can watch them because it's a great, it, sh it should have happened and they should have this um, just like coaches do, but there's no window. And also they're not advised like very well. So you have thousands of kids going in the portals, but there's not, thousands of spots for people to take so they're all going in thinking oh i have all these spots but there's gonna be hundreds of kids sitting at home next year that gave up a scholarship thinking they were gonna have spots because of this portal and how great it is you know and then they're not so let's so, wait let's wave a wand how do you how do you what would you do lane kiffin old miss football head coach what would you do if i made you now your congratulations you're now in charge so what do you what, – Thank you. You're welcome. I don't, I don't really want that. I just, like <laughs> I, just like com I just like complaining about the problem. I don't really have the answer. Oh, okay. That's what I'm just wondering. Like what no, – I mean, you got to put a window. Like, so, okay, they can only go in at these times. And then, um, you know, and the NIL should be on a contract because these – some of these places – the day before signing, they are sitting here saying, oh, come here. You're going to get $50,000 when you get here. And the kid goes, okay, yeah, I sign. And then we hear the stories that they get there and they don't see anything. So there should be a way that, like a, con like a free agent contract, hey, you get to see the contract before you go there. Right. And I know you said something similar to that after uh, Dion um, made a, a huge coup in, in getting Hunter to go to Jackson State. Um, is that – were you referring to Dion by saying that on the same day about I, players going no, places? No, I actually, no, I actually wasn't. All people okay. think I was. I wasn't. I, just, I was 
talking yeah. about some other schools we recruit against. Okay. I won't name them. No, okay, I just wanted to um, give you the floor on that. No, you I, know? Was not, I was not even – I didn't even – it had nothing to do with that. Okay. I'm just tired of the stories we hear where these – a school or two that I know very well says to the kid, you will get this when you get here. And then we, then the kids, the coaches, the parents, are they're in the portal a year later because they didn't get anything. Lane Kiffin here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Pound the table for Matt Corral for me, as I'm sure you're going to do for all the NFL uh, scouts and the talent evaluation community that I know you know so well. That's going to be looking at hand size and vertex jumps and tape and eyes and skies over the next couple weeks and months. Coach? Yeah, I think he's a great player, tremendous kid, sees the – Sees the field really well. Great release, different release points. Um, I think hand size, height, you know that that has become less important at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was enthralled years ago for the pro style, big, huge. You know, we all want you know people that look like Carson Palmer. You know, and now that's changed, and all the way back to Russell Wilson. You know, like where okay now because of the RPOs and the quick release, and not worried about throwing from the pocket so much. You know, with heavier, with deeper drops, mm-hmm. guys that aren't that big, I don't think it's as much issue anymore. And you know, he's uh, uh, just been terrific for you. So, um, a couple more questions for you, Lane Kiffin. Here, how's your dad? How's he doing? What's going on with him? Good. Thanks for asking. He's welcome on our staff, and he's working. I just walked by him right before the interview. How cool um, is that? <laughs> he's a de- defensive analyst. Walk me through how his analysis goes for you, will you please? Give me some, give me some good stuff. Uh, What's going he's on? Still alive. I mean, he's eighty-one, yep. so he's in there as early as anybody, you know, um, watching film and take. He's just unique. I mean, he's taking notes in staff meetings. He's just a rare breed. Yeah, man. I spoke to Moro the other day. You know, he took the UConn job. He's saying his dad's giving him, you know, a lot of two cents. What is it? What is it like to get it from your dad, Lane? What's that like? For you. It's great. I don't get it as much anymore just because I've been, you know, he was on our staff at Tennessee, mm-hmm. USC, FAU here. So I guess that's four places now. So uh, I've kind of heard most of it already. <laughs> what do you mean you've heard most of it? What do you, what well, do you when mean? They, you know, when they get older, they can't send, I joke with them. I said, I've heard this story before, you know, like he tends to repeat himself a lot. So I've kind of heard it for our, our fourth job together. <laughs> But that is that is uh, that is pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Um, and so uh, I'll ask you this question. Uh, I've asked of so many other people who have been through Alabama. I've asked it mostly of quarterbacks. What's the most angry you ever made Nick Saban, Lane Kiffin? What's the most you ever? Um, well, one of them's documented on film yes. in the game, which was the end of the game, and everybody thinks because we had a turnover at the end of the game when the ball hit the receiver in motion, and he lost his mind on me. But really, it was not at that play. It was actually when they scored that next series, right. and then the defense gave up a touchdown. So you went on the defensive stats. That's when I got yelled at, not actually when the ball hit the receiver and we turned it over. It was when the defense got scored on. That's actually when he lost his mind on me, called it a <laughs> ass-chewing, I guess is what he referred to it in the press conference. Yes. Uh, that's, I guess, is that, is that rat poison for the staff? Is that what that is or, or what, you know, when it comes down to that? No, no, that's not rat poison. That's a totally different category. That's a, I've, I've, I've messed up my silos. I guess then my last one for you would be: uh, uh, you'd be terrific to to, to ask this of, uh, if you're if you're willing to to share your thoughts. Uh, you've gone from the pros to college. Uh, what is your two cents on Urban Meyer's um, 
uh, early firing, or at least b- before we ever thought that would be possible, in Jacksonville, based on what you might uh, know or just your sense of of um, having been there and done that in the NFL and then gone to college and have those challenges for yourself? Yeah, I wouldn't be educated enough on what happened there, not following it with our stuff going on and everything. So um, I got no idea what happened there. Um, that, that transition has worked a few times. A lot of times it doesn't work. You know, you're, and I'm not saying this happened in that one, but, you know, you're dealing with college players, you know, um, versus professional athletes that, you know, are making a lot of money. It's just a different, it's a different world. Lane, appreciate the time. Uh, it's been uh, it's been too long. Uh, I really appreciate what uh, what you're doing down there in Ole Miss and um, and always shooting straight. And I'd love to do this more often if you're up for it. So thank you. You, you got it. Right, Have a great rest you, of the week. You too. That's Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss football right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Just thought you'd like to get a couple cents in on a, a coach. What's going on right there in the NIL and transfer portal world? They've got a player, enters the transfer portal, yep. takes a visit, elsewhere mm-hmm. and is still playing for Ole Miss because that hasn't that transfer is not yet official right playing in the bowl game. in the bowl game that's kind of crazy it's very I mean crazy. that's that that's nuts and I, Lane, no, I thought I, Lane's I, analogy was great it's like free agency happens while the season's still going on he's playing for your team but he's play, but he's already committed, committed to, to go to the elsewhere. other team yeah. and you're playing that team maybe coming up it's crazy. That's cra- that, that, that should not be the case. Crazy. Can't happen. So if you transfer, that should be it once you sign somewhere else. Yes. And I don't think you should be, have to give up your, your, your scholarship just to ent- enter the portal. Right? Like, my opportunity here has not panned out because you told me X, Y, and Z, and A, B, and C has happened, and I'm getting sure. antsy. Sure. Okay, I have my dream. I place my dream in your hands. Circumstances have changed, in my opinion. You may think differently, but you remember what you told me, or you did tell me straight up that this could happen, and it's now happened, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm entering the transfer portal. And if other people sign me, I get to go. But if I don't get an opportunity elsewhere, I get to come back. And it that seems, would be tough too, though, because like you're already telling the coach, "I don't want to be here anymore," but no one else wants me. I want to come back. You know, I I don't really think that's kind of feasible either. So, let's figure out a time when can you enter the transfer portal. It should be when the season's over. Well, the season is over for many teams, and it is. And Ole Miss has got one more bowl game, but other, you know, they just had an early signing period. Spots are filling up. Right, and I think that's the larger issue with college football right now. This signing period shouldn't it, be move in, it back. Move it's it got to be in, in Create, January. Do when what the, the NFL over. does. Yeah, do what the NFL does. It's March. You know, have the early signing period in in February. Okay, right. Season's over. You play your bowl game. Now you have four weeks to go through it. Exactly. Have your early signing period in February, and then free agency transfer portal season begins on the fir- the first. And that's it. Yep. What's wrong with that? I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, obviously, the NCAA has its own views on how Just this should it. be run. Just do it. Push it back. Yeah. Let everyone focus on the bowl game or, wait a minute, their final exams. Right. Of course. Go through that. Right. 
then have hit give the staff enough time to hit the trail. Well, yeah, obviously you also see less coaching moves like we saw right. with Brian Kelly. Then let and him Nick hit the Riley. trail, sign him, then you figure out what spots are left for the transfer portal guys. Yeah. And then you could see at your school who just got signed early. Uh-oh, maybe my job's done. Right. They just signed a five-star recruit right here. I got two years left. I'm gone. And that way you can also make your decision based on there's all these spots that are left. I've just seen these spots get filled up. Where are their spots available? And maybe the NCAA makes that knowledge available to the kids so they can make a wise decision whether it's the right thing to do under the transfer portal. All right, we just fixed it. Good. Good RES Consulting. Let's take a break. Uh, Richard Jefferson of the NBA, coverage on the worldwide leader in sports and ABC. When we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, 844-204-RICH here on NBC Sports on Peacock and also Sirius XM Channel 85, NBC Sports Audio. Love this guy. Love his uh, analysis on ESPN, worldwide leader in sports and also uh, when he does games with Iron Eagle for the Nets, it's just terrific. Richard Jefferson back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Richard Jefferson? What's going I on? I am great, Rich, man. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. So uh, I, I, this is crazy. I mean, the world is nuts. <laughs> the world is nuts. Is really not many times I don't begin interviews by saying the world is totally nuts, but the world is nuts. And I think, once again, the NBA is at the forefront of what's going on in society. The, the, I, I fully believe that there was a shutdown back in uh, March of 2020 for the the country that uh, was more understandable for everybody because the NBA took the step. And uh, I'm wondering what you think of what the NBA is up to right now these days, Richard. Well, I I think right now there's there's probably a lot of confusion um, because 
you know, a lot of the people that are testing negative, are testing positive, excuse me, are asymptomatic. So it was, it's, it, you know, I think there was a less regulation of testing if you were a vaccinated player. So they weren't getting vaccinated. And then when I think things started going, or not, they weren't getting tested as much. So then when things started going crazy and they started upping, upping testing, they started realizing that everyone had it. And not literally everyone, but 40% of the guys, you know, probably had it of the people that had been tested. And, and that put the NBA in a spot of, hey, what do we do? Do I think a shutdown or a bubble is coming? No. Could there be a possible break? Maybe. But ultimately, I think a lot of it has to more do with, like, you know, getting to Christmas Day. That's such a huge day for the NBA, and it's only five days away. Um, you know, but I, I think right now it's more about like regulating, upping the testing, making sure guys are getting booster shots, stuff like that. But yes, it is very, very crazy. And it's not just, it's not just, um, the NBA, it's all sports right now. But I, I, I'm curious to see how they proceed. You're right. The, N- the NHL is thinking about pausing through Christmas Day right now. They have a big decision about what, whether or not to, uh, send their players to the Beijing Olympics. That's supposed to come today. The NFL has totally changed the way that they were uh, planning on testing vaccinated players now. And, um, you know, it's just, like I said, a crazy mixed up world. And then the and the Nets and the Lakers are scheduled to play 8 Eastern time on uh, on Christmas night. And I know we want to look, we're start to dig into these games. But before we do, uh, were you surprised that the Nets reversed on Kyrie and said, uh, sure, we'll, we'll take you for half the season after all? Um, I think a little bit of a little bit of surprise. Uh, I think most people, from a team aspect, you know, in the NBA and in the media in the media space, understood why they said no. It's hard to it's hard enough to win a championship. Everything's got to go in your favor, and when you add that continuity aspect, you know, of not having a player for home games. Imagine if you're forced into a game seven, and now you're going to ask, uh, you're going to ask you know, uh, a person, you know, Kyrie to not play in a game seven on the road. You know, like we know the biggest show on the biggest shot in NBA history was hit by him in a game seven on the road. So we can't say like statistically that that might not happen. So, uh, but I think now when you're seeing that there's so many players that are in and out, so many players that are testing positive, so much of this stuff is going on that you're kind of thinking like, yo, all hands are on deck. At the end of the day, like we, our job is to help ourselves win, win a game and help ourselves position ourselves for the postseason. And I think it's difficult as is, but I think adding Kyrie in this moment, uh, I, I think does make more sense than it doesn't. Okay. When you're talking about playing, you know, guys like David Duke Jr., when you're talking about playing guys like Kessler 25 minutes to get through a season. And everyone's going to be cool with it, and the, the Nets can, can handle it, right? Like, that's uh, what you're saying? That, that's, not, that's not for us to determine. You know, that's for the players, and I think the players would welcome him. I think the biggest thing that people need to understand is this was not a NBA rule. This was not a Nets rule. The vaccine is a city mandate. Right. So any frustration should uh, – and I shouldn't say frustration, but any question should be directed at the team, not the NBA. Like, there are other players that are unvaccinated. They just aren't playing in the New York tri-state area, which was one of the hardest hit with COVID. So you understand why they are ultra-cautious. If he was playing in Houston, this would not be an issue. So it's more of uh, of the location than it is, you know, the teams and and his teammates. Richard Jefferson here on the Rich Eisen Show from, uh, from ESPN, Yes Network, and more. 
So let's uh, let's jump into it, man. Uh, I sure hope that Jordan Poole and uh, and Andrew Wiggins can come off of uh, their COVID list, and uh, and nobody else gets it. Obviously, between now and then, and that the Suns come in nice and healthy to Warriors Suns. They have been some fun games to watch already this year. I know Devin Booker hurt himself in one of them, and the Suns still won it. Um, I'm so looking forward to that one on Saturday. I, yeah, I think people underestimate this Phoenix team. Like, go back and look at the postseason, and we can talk about Chris Paul, obviously, is having another all-NBA quality season. But go back and look at that postseason last year. They won games. They closed out a team without Chris Paul. Like that, think about how hard that is to lose arguably your most important player or most veteran player during a playoff run, especially with all the young players. Chris Paul missed a couple of games, and that, and that Phoenix Sun team still went out there and won playoff games. So to me, you know, when I look at this Phoenix Suns versus Golden State Warriors, I don't care if it's Chris Paul out there, if Devin Booker's out there. That team and Monty Williams has that team playing such a unique and together brand of basketball that it's just, you know, whoever they put out there, I think it's going to be a quality game. Obviously, we hope everyone is healthy. But even regardless, if there's one or two key players miss, missing, I still think it's going to be an amazing game. Well, I mean, your name comes up often around here, Richard, uh, because you were one of the many. But you were definitely the one who cut the deepest uh, a couple of years ago when I said that the uh, – I have my opinion here uh, on the show that the Heat – fresh off of finishing second in the bubble, should not break up their team if Giannis was made available. Um, your reaction was priceless, telling me <laughs> I didn't know Jack uh, about it. Um, I'm just paraphrasing. You were much kinder about that. Um, yeah. So your name comes up here often. Uh, so I'm, I, I have to mention uh, that I, I do believe I found the antidote, which was my preseason prediction, the Warriors are going to win the championship. How about Ooh, that? <laughs> I about like that? that. That That is... That is that? so much better than not taking <laughs> a, 20, a 26 or 27-year-old Giannis onto the Goomba. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. kind of like the yeah. people that were like, I saw some tweets the other day when people were like, you know, oh, now that the Cavs are good, like, Bron, listen, Bron, we do not want LeBron James to come in here and mess. It's like, shut up. Anyone that says that, don't talk to me. What, oh, it didn't work out well the last time? You didn't like going to four or five straight finals? You didn't like that? Shut up. If, he, if, if LeBron James showed up and said he's changing the name to the LeBronettes, Cleveland, deal with it because you're going to be excited at the result. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Golden State Warriors have done an outstanding job of adding some veterans, yeah. uh, bringing back Andre Iguodala. But the development, you cannot, account, you cannot discount the amount of development that's gone on with Jordan Poole, Toscano Anderson. We, we're all waiting right. to see, um, you know, what um, – God, what's the big fella's name? He hadn't played all game here. Yeah, Wiseman. Uh, Wiseman, what Wiseman, uh, what Wiseman's going to bring to the table. You know, you hope that he can have a development similar to DeAndre Ayton, where he's a great roller, possible throw into the post, space guy. But the Warriors have every component. I will say it concerns me a smidge mm-hmm. that they were planning on having uh, Clay Thompson available probably a week or so before Christmas Day. So he would play maybe one or two Christmas Day game or one or two games and then play on Christmas Day. And now they've pushed it back to, to January. So not saying that they, they were like a hard set date and he's regressed, but it's like he's been out for two years. He's been, you know, training now for seven, eight months building up. And now they push it on a month. 
So, you know, I hope that, you know, there's no, you know, lingering effects and that, that he hasn't regressed any in his timetable. Well, they're like, they we're 25 and 6. There's no rush. You know what I mean? And, and uh-huh. you can use you could use January, February games to get him up to speed. And then by the time April hits, off you go, you know? And, yeah. Um, and and, and yeah. I just love watching them play. They're so self selfless, you know, mm-hmm. and they're 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 not selfish. And I just I just love that Draymond, you know, is still a guy that so many things run through. And there's nobody that Gary Payton II will not try to dunk on, you know. <laughs> and I, I just love watching him play. I just think yeah, it's it, just it, terrific. It's great. Yeah, Bob, My- Bob Myers has done an outstanding job. Like, again, we talk about that development. But, like, Gary Payton II has been – he's been in the league. Right. Like, people make it seem like he's a 28-year-old guy. And everyone knows his dad, so it's not like this guy was flying under the radar. Right. But sometimes you get a guy, and it's like, oh, he fits. Not only does he fit with us, he excels with us. He's not a shooter. He's not a, He's not necessarily scorer, but he's a hellacious athlete and a ridiculous, aggressive defender. That's what you need. You're like, we, we need as many talented smalls that we could. Look, we got enough shooting with Steph and Jordan and Clay, and, you know, we got enough shooting. Right, you, you can even go with Wiggins and and uh, and Otto Porter. We got enough shooting. Who's going to come out here that's going to be a dog on the defensive end? And I, I think you see that he brings that. So if you got three shooters, four shooters on the floor, and him, even though he's not a great shooter, like that team has such beautiful balance. And the thing that I love the most is that two things. One, Steph is the biggest encourager of all of these young guys. Mm-hmm. Like he is cheering on the bench. He's jumping up and down. And two. All of these guys want to see Steph succeed. So there is no, I want to get mine. They're like, oh, Steph's got it going. Fire it up, Steph. Fire it up. Let's go. Let's get him screens. Let's do this stuff. And it took a while, I think, for those young players in the last couple of years to learn how to play a movement-style ball with Steph. But now that they figured it out, they are dominating. So Warriors and Suns, uh, again, at 5 Eastern time, right in the middle of the day. Um, We're knocking on wood that it's going to stay the same. And then, you know, you've got the Nets at Lakers, Mavericks at the Jazz. You're doing that broadcast at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Lakers or Jazz for a third team in to crash the Suns-Warriors party here? Which one do you think is more likely, Richard Jefferson? I think more likely today we would obviously say the Utah Jazz. I think the Lakers just can't. They've been trying to get right. They've been trying to get their – their, you know, their their rhythm, their flow, their confidence. They're just missing so many guys. And we saw this isn't the last year probably kind of dispelled that rumor of let's just get to the postseason healthy and then we'll just out, you know, talent other teams. Where Phoenix and Golden State play a brand of basketball that like if you're not if you're not pumping at a high level of continuity on the offensive end, on the defensive end and communicating all, they're gonna eat you alive. They're going to eat you alive. And so that worries me that Anthony Davis, I did the game where he got hurt. I was doing the game with Beth Mowens in Minnesota. And at first it was a rolled ankle. And again, anybody that wants to question Anthony Davis's toughness, I get it, whatever. But both of those things would have taken out any player. When someone throws and your knee just hypers extends, I don't care who you are. If you're standing in that spot, you're going to miss some time. So there's been some unluckiness when it comes to them. But it's just hard for me to say that right now, with him missing a month, LeBron is going to be up, but his minutes are going to be high. Russ needs Anthony so he can get his rhythm as a roll-and-replace guy. And it's just right now they're just in such disarray and not necessarily because of their fault. Yeah, it seems like the Lakers uh, might be uh, might be in, in line for a second straight State Farm play-in game. 
You know what I'm Ooh, saying? I saw that. I saw they're in the play-in right now. And it doesn't help that their schedule over the next two-thirds of the season or, or the, the final two-thirds of the season is one of the more difficult. Now, I think that that could be a good thing because some of these dudes need to stop showing up like, oh, we're going to figure it out. And it's like, no, you need to kind of light a little fire under their asses and, 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 and get them pumping. Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully being in the fire and playing against high-level competition and these guys kind of, you know, these veterans being put in, you know, with their backs against the wall, I believe that they will show up if their backs are against the wall. Mm. But you still don't want to be the sixth or fifth seed and having to play a Phoenix, a Utah in the first round. You don't want that. That's who you want to play in the the second round in the conference finals because you're building in. But if you talk about one, two, and three, one, two, and three are complete from offense to defense. They're complete from depth. They're complete from position players. So if you're talking about three of the most complete teams in the league in Phoenix, Golden State, and Utah that played consistent basketball, and then you're looking at the Lakers and you're looking at other teams, Dallas, those teams are on the outside looking in. It's those three and everybody else currently. Last one for you, Richard. Uh, you're you're, you're uh, a straight talker. Uh, you've proven it in this interview again. You do it all the time on television. T.J. Jefferson, my social media grandmaster, <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers diehard. Uh, you want to talk to him about his desire to get Damian Lillard on the Sixers and the possibility yeah, yeah, of that, Yeah, 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 TJ. Yes, hey, sir. TJ. What's up, RJ? It ain't happening. Hey, what's up, my guy? It ain't happening, T. It ain't happening. I, I, I'm, I'm resigned to that fact. I gave are up you, that. I are, gave, you, are you really? Don't just <clears throat> fold. Don't just fold like no, no, that. No, no, I, I think I said this a while back when Dame came out and said he didn't want to leave. I was like, look, man, I can offer you the riches. And if you decide not to take him, then what can I do? Like, I'm offering you the most uh, physically gifted big man of his generation to play with. He doesn't want him. So uh, what am I supposed well, no, to do? No, 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 but you, but you got to understand. You got to understand this because he's under contract. Because he's under contract. I'm going to make an argument to say that uh, the highest bidder might not. This is Dane Lillard mm-hmm. in the prime of his career under contract with the ability to sign a two-year extension. Dame Lillard, I don't know if the highest offer, if the highest offer was going to, would be uh, uh, what Philly could offer. I don't know if, like, oh, Ben Simmons and Maxie and so-and-so and so-and-so and maybe a couple of picks and this. I don't know if that would be the best offer. Like, I know Ben Simmons, we can say what we want about him, but, like, ben, that might not be the best offer out there. Imagine if Boston decided to, to jump in. Imagine if some of these other teams that have some high-level players wanted to adjust the Portland Trailblazers are going to do what's best for them, not say, hey, Dane, thank you for your service. We're going to send you to Philly, and whatever Philly will send back, we'll take. See, I was hoping that's what was going to happen. <laughs> that, like, in my mind, that's how this whole thing was going to go down. He'd be like, hey, we'll give you this, and they will be like, okay, fine, take them, and well, then, uh, just to make me happy. Well, well, using that logic, using that logic, think about how the, how the, the value for Ben Simmons has changed. Right, yesterday's price is not today's price. Exactly. So it's like they're asking for this, this, and this for multiple players, and it's like same thing happened a couple years ago with James Harden. There was talks about him in Philly. There was talks about him in Boston, and the only team that showed up and was willing to give X, Y, and Z was the Brooklyn Nets. And trust me, if you think that that didn't, you know, maybe Danny Ainge decided to go a different direction. If you don't think that Daryl Morey might have been a little frustrated at the fact that they could have gotten James Harden, like. The Brooklyn Nets were like, hey, if, if they don't want to come off of it, this will give you a better offer than all of them. And so you got people need to understand that just because 
there is a trade situation possible in Philly, that Portland will accept that as the best offer possible. Well, I mean, Boston, you mentioned Boston. You're you're just saying not Tatum, but Tatum would say, here's my number zero or something like that? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I'm not getting into this. I'm merely stating that, like, there was some discussions about James Harden in Boston. There was some discussion about James Harden in Philly. Heavy discussions, whether it was Jalen Brown, whether it was, Mm. you know, sending, you know, a ton of, sending a bunch of, sending Ben Simmons. Sending Ben Simmons in, uh, there was conversations, and they all fell flat because they felt like the asking price was too high. And then all of a sudden, that asking price is looking a lot better right now. Now, I know James Harden hasn't had a great season, but you would just think that, oh, if you had a healthy James Harden and you had, um, you know, a Jason Tatum or had James Harden with with Ben Simmons or with with Joel Embiid, you would have a monster. But just because the house is for sale doesn't mean that you always often have the right buyers. Richard Jefferson, thanks again. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Safe travel. Let's do this again in the new year, please. I always enjoy I, I it. I appreciate you. I'm sorry, TJ. You guys are still good. I mean, you guys are still good. You got a, you got a, you got an Akeem Olajuwon level player out there and, and Joel Embiid, but you got to find that Clyde Drexler to be next to him. Exactly. How many? You, do you got 10, 12 minutes left? In the tank? No, no, okay. no, no, no. They offered, they offered in Brooklyn. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, no, no. I'm good. All right. Well, thanks for ruining my Christmas. No, You're stop. Welcome. And he'll make up for it with a great call of uh, Mavericks uh, at Jazz. That's true. To yeah. wrap up the uh, the quintuple header. Thanks again for the call, man. Richard. You be well. All right. Thank you, Richard Jefferson at rjeff24 on Twitter at Richard A Jefferson on Instagram. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Fun stuff. Yeah, he's great. If he's going to tell me straight talk, I'm going to take that straight talk and send it right back in your direction. And you did. Giannis, what a terrible take. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're back with more right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, your phone calls. When we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio outfit talking about Kurt's choice of jacket last night. 
He's cold. He plays in a dome. The guy wore gloves in a dome for the, for the grip. I mean, and so he's going with what he thinks is going to keep him warmest. That might be the warmest jacket the guy has sitting there in Arizona in his house. And uh, wore it, thought nothing of it. Have you ever worn something that you thought looked good and a lot of folks well, didn't like it? Yes. Have you heard from him? <laughs> yes. I thought I thought. I mean, it let's let's good. just at least put ourselves in Kurt's good. shoes or okay. jacket, okay? So this was uh, the Super Bowl in Minnesota. You and I went to honors. Yes, we did. Okay. And I wore this, like, velvet sports coat that I thought looked, I remember. looked great. And Alvin Kamara and Cam Jordan backed me up, but because they know, were wearing their own version of the uh, the velvet. But like, I'm not as cool as them, so That's like, correct. I'm not sure that I really should have been <laughs> rocking it. Shot. But like, I thought it looked good. But did know. people come? I I I thought it was an interesting choice, but I like it. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's an honors night. Well, I mean, I was trying to like dress for the occasion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine you're on national television instead, I, I, instead of that photograph that we just put up on the screen. Just right. that I took that picture. You did take that picture. I felt your jacket. I don't know, but looking at it, I don't know if the tie was the move yeah, the tie, for the yeah, jacket. Yeah, the, the tie doesn't match the, the shirt. The yeah, but at the, the time, I mean, this is jacket fire though. You went knit tie with crushed yeah, velvet net, jacket. Knit tie with crushed dinner jacket. I mean, I, I don't have the velvet bow tie that Alvin Kamara had, nor the triple gold chain. That Cam, Cam Jordan, Jordan had. had so Have I, you ever done one of those things? You got one of them? You know, I, as I've gotten older in life, I've just stayed with very basic blacks, T-shirts, like suits. I've got like five, four black suits. Okay. But I mean, back in the day, you know, it would always be like, I remember being in, you know, late elementary, early junior high and Miami Vice was the move. So, you know, I had a little Sonny Crockett suit with the white jacket okay. and, you know, oh, the, the, the blue did shirt. Did people make fun of you? I can't, I don't think they made fun necessarily because Miami Vice was cool at that time. Okay. Looking back at it now, like I I couldn't find the picture, but I saw it a few months ago, and I was like, wow, what were you thinking? Jay yeah. Feller, you got something? Uh, yeah, I sent uh, one over to Chris. I uh, oh, that's bad. Yeah, my high school picture. Well, this I, is high school. <laughs> yeah, and still, wait, wait, wait till you see it. Wait, junior year yearbook. Yeah, it's a bad. Look. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at you with your—you got the T-shirt on. You rock the T-shirt for your tank your top. school yearbook. Tank top. Wow. Big yeah. chain, frosted tips. I mean, I want to punch me when I look. You—you like you look like if Nick Carter and Nick Lachey wow. had a baby, and that baby became a, a boy band member. Yeah, that Jay Felly. That would have been you. That's pretty bad. I had one time. I don't think we have a photograph of it though. Um, this was in Chicago. It was years ago. Well, when did Kyle Orton play uh, Breeze? Kyle, so Bears Saints? Bears Saints, on a Thursday th- night game. Thursday and night? it was cold. It was cold. And I mentioned to Dion that I had forgotten <laughs> my, you know, like, ski cap or something, my toque or whatever you want to call it at home. <laughs> and Dion's like, you're going to freeze yourself. We were both bald at the time. One of us is no longer. Dion, one of us, Dion one of abandoned us. Is, us. As Dion, Dion left us. us on the battlefield, he calling abandoned. himself the comeback player of the year now. Um, but Dion took me shopping in a department store in Chicago. I, I, I think it might have been the water tower. It might have been. This might have been d- December 08. Does yeah, that sound that right? That sounds about right. Yeah, they beat the Saints And, and we went shopping. He went shopping with me for headgear. And insisted I buy a fedora. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? 
And he goes, you got to wear it. And I'm like, but is this going to keep me warm? He says, you have no idea how warm it's going to keep you. And you look great. Fly could have been maybe the use the word. It was probably fly. He did and, 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 you know, and, and so I did it. I bought it. It was expensive, but I bought it and I wore it. And sure enough, I looked like a Hasidic Jew on the screen. <laughs> That's what I looked like. The texts I got from my poker buddies, Inspector Gadget. I got, you know, like, remember the, uh, remember the, uh, the movie Miller's Crossing? Remember that? The Coen Brothers movie no. Miller's Crossing where they were all wearing fedoras? John Totoro in that? It, yeah. Yeah, he was in yeah. all of I think he's in all their movies. That's true. That's from 1990. Oh, my God. And I just, I, I, you know, I think I had just joined Twitter. If I did that now, it would, it would be like what Kurt Warner. <laughs> but it's old school. Like it looks good on Musburger. It looks good right, on right, Dion. Right, 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 right. On me, it's just like, what are you wearing? <laughs> like JB Smooth. And I did that on NFL Network pre-half post. Man, I wish that video existed. And I think it would just happen so long ago that. Um, Thank goodness when you Google Rich Eisen fedora, it's everybody who's worn a fedora on our show. Yep. From Dion to uh, Timothy Oliphant, where one, yep. he looks great on him. I just JB Smooth, like I was trying Susan to find. Susan's like, this what morning. are you doing? Yeah, I was looking for it. I'm with you. And I, I'm like, Dion said it looked good, and she goes, Yeah, because it looks good on Dion, <laughs> right, right. not on you. No. So Kurt, I feel you. Your jacket's my fedora. Unfortunately. You did it in the Twitter era, man. <laughs> Kurt's like, the only jacket I care about is gold anyway. Hey, well done. Well done. Should have worn that. <laughs> it's not as, it's not as, it's again, he went for warmth. He didn't go for, he kind of, that's just his problem. If you're going to go for warmth, you still have to think about style. Yes. Maybe it's that's it. Maybe very that's important. The, the new thing we'll do, Brockman, we'll take Hall of Fame jackets, but we'll make them like windbreakers. Exactly. And sleeveless. Like exactly. so, so they can wear them in different oh, weather. Oh, yes, consulting. Oh, yes, consulting. Yeah. You're welcome. Talk to me, man. Yes. Yeah.